Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, welcome back to episode 20 of the Lazy Bums podcast. Another milestone yeah. for us as a, as a duo, and we're very excited for this 20th episode, and we hope for many more to come. Yes. Uh, we got a lot of news, and a lot of um, you know chatter has been surrounding college basketball over this incident, and that is what happened to Zion Williamson against yeah. UNC. Well, it really, I mean, you know, it, it it obviously blew up. He's um he's kind of a polarizing figure right now in college basketball and uh he's playing on Duke, you know, and Duke has a shot at winning um winning it all in March. And honestly, honestly Caleb, I think that he is he might be one of the most polarizing players um that we've seen in college basketball in a really long time. Well, I think he's a shoe in for um first pick. First pick. I mean, at top 3 yeah, definitely. 100%. For sure. And uh, deservedly so, yeah, he absolutely deserves it. And I mean, I, I've been a fan, you know, I've been following his uh, highlights and his mixtape since he was in high school. And when he went to Duke, you know, it was exciting. And uh, you know, he really is living up to his full potential, and he's playing well, and he's being very, very exciting. And uh, if you didn't, this past season, if you didn't catch what happened um, in another installment of the storied rivalry between UNC and Duke. Uh, Williamson was dribbling across the free throw line and he made a cut and it kind of looked like his shoe exploded. Well, it did. <laughs> um, you know, if it, I'm sure most Come people, on, Nike. Most people have probably looked seen on Twitter or something uh the picture of the shoe. The shoe really just came apart, you know, it exploded and people are focusing on that uh pretty heavily. I mean, more so than the actual injury itself. Right, we saw uh, Nike's stock took a huge hit today. Yeah, because of the whole They've, Williamson I incident. I mean, uh, their stock dropped by one percent, uh, which is you know a loss of approximately a billion dollars, one point two one, I think actually. Um, and you know that's huge for Nike, and uh, it's big news in in sports and in terms of sponsorships and and certain things like that. But. Uh, you know, I, I think the thing that we should be focusing on is the basketball player that's injured. Um, and I think the the real topic of conversation with this not so is not so much around Williamson, which it is a big deal. But what people are really talking about now is is that should college athletes get paid? I mean, if we look at it, the ticket prices for Duke UNC were absolutely insane. Right. Yeah, and well, I mean, these coaches, you know, and uh, everyone involved in the, the basketball organization at any given Blue Blood University, uh, they're being paid quite a bit of money. And the fact that one player's injury dropped Nike's stock a yeah. million dollars, I mean, that's saying something. These guys definitely have, you know, influence and impact on pop culture on things like this they're the ones who are selling the tickets not the university yeah. i mean people are coming out to see williamson you know yeah they're coming out to see rj barrett they're coming out to see cam Reddish. they're coming out to see trey jones and the fact that the players aren't compensated and things like this like what happened to zion williamson um his future is at stake really right. with this injury you know, and and it's the same story we've seen with a handful of uh, these college athletes, especially basketball players. You know, uh, basketball is a tough game to play. You're playing on a hardwood floor for the most part, and oh, you are playing on a hardwood floor. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
you know, one false move and it, and, and it could be the end of your career. Right. We've seen players, we've seen basketball players, you know, really not come back to full strength after their injuries. We look at guys like Brandon Roy, you know, T-Mac, all of these guys got injured and Grant Hill even never looked the same. And you're, you know, injuries are so big in basketball because just one to your legs can really throw off your career. And the fact that the kids like uh, Williamson and Barrett, who are talented enough possibly to go to the NBA, they're being forced into risking their bodies and risking the future of their families. Yeah. Is ridiculous without any compensation. Yeah. Well, I mean, these guys, I mean, these guys are, are, valuable pieces to these organizations and um the organization i mean you know the organizations aren't paying them back to put it just blunt and out there you know they're they're not you know zion williamson was a talent that i could see going to the nba straight out of high school absolutely i mean um, not saying that he would be a success in the nba because he probably wouldn't start obviously wouldn't start but he probably wouldn't see much playing time but just training as an NBA player, you know, going through practice with and with other NBA players, going through weight training with other NBA players, it really helps their development more so, I think, than playing a year of college ball against, you know, guys who are never going to see the league. Yeah, and him playing it, him playing it, a storied franchise like Duke, it 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 gives him the opportunity to potentially be, you know, this huge player and uh really realizes full potential in terms of marketability uh which is good for him but i mean at the cost of him potentially uh you know permanently damaging his body you know his ankle i mean that looked bad it looked really bad it looked like the same injury that curry sustained a few years ago against the rockets um he took that spill and you know he never really looked the same for the rest of those playoffs but the thing that I feel like the NCAA is having a hard time with, first of all, they're just a greedy, terrible organization, yeah. and they all suck. Yeah, we could go off on a complete yeah, tangent about absolutely. that because, I mean, the NCAA has caused problems every year, and they've made controversial decisions, and um, they have interesting motivations right to say the least but, a lot of um, their rulings are very contradictory of what they rule before and it's just it's a real mess around these greedy yeah. people who work for the ncaa but the thing is the thing that the problem that comes with paying college basketball players is that how do you judge how much a player gets paid because i don't think it would make sense to have like a base you know, like there, yeah. I don't think it makes sense for every player to get paid the same amount because obviously Williamson is bringing in a lot more people than say Kerwin Roach. Right. You know. Right. And um, so, I'm, how do you go about like evaluating how much money each player gets and how much money is too money to give too much money to give to a college kid? I mean, you know, there's there's no real way that's going to seem completely fair. And I think that's the problem that is facing fans of college basketball and uh, supporters of these players, you know, because um, I mean, when, when we're talking about players like Zion, there's very few players that draw in as much water as Zion. You know, he's a standout talent and he's um, hugely popular. 
Absolutely. I mean, he definitely brings in a fair amount of revenue to the Duke program just by himself. And I think that this might, this could be a wake-up call for high school prospects to maybe go overseas. I mean, we've seen that if you play well overseas, like your draft stock won't really get hurt that much. We saw Doncic, we've seen KP, we've seen guys who, you know, played overseas and still got drafted in the lottery. And it looks like it helps their development, to be honest. I mean, we look at uh, Luka Doncic, he killed it in uh, in Spain and he kills it here too. Right. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I just, I hope that some type of solution will be reached because obviously this is not working yeah that's true and the ncaa is receiving so much criticism from all all over the media and part of this might have sparked the nba today proposing that they lower the draft age from 19 to 18 yeah i mean that would that would that would allow players to come straight out of high school i mean you know these players i mean there's a huge following of players that are coming through high school and uh, you know, looking at colleges, but if we were looking at these players as potential NBA uh, players, the next year after high school, it could shake things up. And I, I don't see why people would be opposed to this because I don't think that many high school athletes would go directly to the NBA because I think they know that they're not ready. But, you know, once every, you know, two or three years, we see a couple guys where we're like, wow, he... He really looks like he could be in the league. Obviously, we're not talking stars in the league like they are stars in college immediately after they graduate high school, but they could be solid role players and really um, quicken their development into NBA stars like they're meant to be. Yeah, that's true. I just, I'm glad that Adam Silver is finally doing something, and that that's really why I love the NBA, and I love Adam Silver because of how proactive he is. He's been a very impressive um you know, he's been a very impressive leader in terms of, uh, you know, the business side of the NBA. Yeah, he, he's a great owner or he's a great, you know, figurehead for the NBA. You look at guys like Roger Goodell. I mean, I want to punch him in the face. Adam Silver seems like the coolest dude ever. You've seen him dap players up like when whenever they get drafted. You don't see Roger Goodell ever do that. I mean, Adam Silver is so much cooler than Roger Goodell already. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, he's you know, bald. I can't, like you could come I on, really, man. I really can't give any praise to Roger Goodell when when comparing him to anyone else. I mean, we could talk about Sepp Blatter. You know, we could talk yeah. about people like that. And I would. Well, take, I don't know. Sepp Blatter was. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's, fair. that's a little extreme. That's but, a whole different story, man. But I, I'm not a fan of Roger. Goodell. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I think most, even if you, you know, are a Cowboys fan, so you have absolutely no clue about what you're talking about anyway i think that you would agree that you also hate roger goodell even if you're a fan of jerry jones because he sucks but anyway uh staying with our whole nba topic right now um team lebron came out victorious uh in the all-star game this weekend and it was a really big comeback led by kd who wins the all-star game mvp uh what are your thoughts about the game man I don't know. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I, 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 uh, no, actually, I went home, I turned it on, and I think I watched about the first quarter, or no, I watched until halftime, and I think the West, or Team LeBron, one of the teams had put up like 89 points, and then I fell asleep. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Well, so, I, mean, I, you know, I didn't see the whole comeback, but... 
you know, I I don't regret it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the All Star game. I mean, come on. I mean, I I I just I wasn't very interested in seeing these two teams uh, play each other. I mean, I would be if they were playing at their full potential and and they were trying to play defense. Obviously, they're not going to do that though. But I'd like to see it happen. I know, but I I just I don't know how realistic that is anymore. Um, KD wins the All Star Game MVP, as we said. Um, and Team LeBron was filled with the free agents. You think he uh? I think he had some nice bonding time with guys like Kyrie and AD. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, it's not technically tampering. Tampering rules don't apply on All Star Weekend, right, so right. Um, I can't fault him for it. I'll say that I can't fault him for it. I I mean, it's if I was LeBron, I would be doing the same thing. To be fair, um, speaking about Kyrie, though, I really wanted to talk to you about the frequency of times that I'm seeing Kyrie speak to the media and really criticize his teammates. Um, You know, earlier this week, he said something about how the Celtics were filled with young guys who are always trying to do more than they can. And, like, he's come out and just roasted his teammates so many times, and I really don't appreciate it. (laughs) I mean, it's not... It's very like, childish to see from a guy who's supposed to be our leader. I mean, he... he After the last in- incident, he was like, I, I will never publicly, you know, attack my teammates again. And here he comes doing it. Like, what are you doing, Kyrie? Yeah, I mean, it, it would be immature for any NBA player to do this, much less a leader of a team. I mean, he came to the Celtics... Uh, I mean, we traded a fra- like a, a franchise legend, Isaiah Thomas, for Right. I mean, and, people um, in Boston loved Isaiah Thomas. I'm sure the yeah. entire organization loved Isaiah Thomas. He laid his body out on the line right. for that season. Yeah. But, I mean, and we saw this with Kyrie in, in uh, Cleveland. You know, he had a lot of things to say about LeBron, uh, had a lot of things to say about J.R. Smith, and, and it's just kind of his M.O. to just, you know, excuse my language, but bitch about everything going on in the organization. It's really crazy to me that on a team where the main problem right now is chemistry and these guys, you know, not being able to play together because they haven't really all been healthy in a long time. The fact that we struggle with chemistry and to combat that, you go out and talk to the media about your teammates. Yeah. What are you asking for? Like I, that's that really blows my mind. I I don't understand that from Kyrie. I love him; he's a great player, and I want him in Boston. But that's just—it's getting a little bit over the top. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I guess at a certain point, you can't really let someone's off the court antics uh, speak for their on the court but performance. But like, he's supposed to be our leader. You know, he's rallying a group of young guys like. He can't be doing stuff like what that. What I'm saying is, is that he's an asset to the team because he puts out numbers and he plays very well. But, I mean, if he can't get along with his teammates, if he can't dish the ball out to his teammates and, uh, you know, if his teammates are going to play differently with him now that he said these things, it's it's going to be tough for the Celtics it's to do anything. detrimental to the team. And, I, I mean, just... it, like, uh, if I mean, if the Celtics' solution to this is to trade their young players away... Um, then so be it. But the problem in their organization isn't the young players. It's Kyrie. Absolutely. Nail on the head.
Anyway, uh, that's that's about all that's really going on in the NBA right now. We haven't been able to watch any games, obviously, because of All-Star Weekend. But uh, we'll continue to stay up to date on that. Finally, though, we have some some news circulating in Pittsburgh. Um, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Probably the best receiver in the NFL, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Antonio Brown, you think he's the best? I mean, currently? I think so, right? You could make an argument for ODB. Bell, but... yeah, yeah. Or Odell Beckham, yeah. <laughs> um, but a- Antonio Brown has expressed his interest in playing for the storied franchise. Yeah, I mean, it, it's he. It's behind closed doors, and there's no real uh, definitive source. Um, but apparently, behind closed doors, Antonio Brown has expressed interest in coming to the Patriots. Um However, that's not really going to be a, a a future that the Steelers are going to, um, you know, uh, take advantage of, uh, at least in terms of a trade. Yeah, the Steelers are definitely not going to trade him away to the Patriots, and I don't think that I don't even know if Belichick would do that. I just I feel like he really shies away from these like big time trades or big time free agency signings. Um, he just really likes guys that shut up and put their heads down and go to work every day um which it's worked as we've seen um uh, nonetheless though getting antonio brown would be a huge help to brady in the offense we saw you know receiver is somewhere that we really need production we need guys that brady could throw to and obviously having antonio brown would just open everything up for the offense yeah yeah that's true i just i hope he comes here I hope so too. But he won't. Let's be real. You think there's a real possibility that he comes to the Patriots? I mean, if he express if he wants to come to the Patriots, I don't think we can. I don't think anyone could stop Antonio Brown from going where he wants to go. You know? We'll we'll see if they we'll see if Pittsburgh deals him uh, to some other team though. Um. With that being said, uh, that's about gonna wrap it up for this episode. A little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, this week but nothing's really happened it's been a little bit of a lull um we're waiting for baseball season to start up obviously and basketball is pretty much in high gear now as we race towards the playoffs uh seating is getting tight and we're really excited for what's to come yeah i mean you know it's uh it's a great season to be a basketball fan absolutely and uh you know, we got MLB baseball starting up. The Champions League is just get, kicking into gear. Uh, there's a lot of sports to cover, even though the NFL is uh, out of commission. Yeah, rest in peace, football. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're an AAF fan. Yeah, that's true. But rest in peace, real football. Well, we have a lot to look forward to next season, at least. Uh, all right. Especially with these trades and free agents and, and all this. It, and it's, Texas football signings. Yeah. It's going to be a... It's gonna be a Good next year, hopefully. Absolutely. And it's been a wonderful 20 episodes, you know. Uh, when we made it past 10, it was really exciting, and we've uh, knocked down another 10 without even knowing it. So uh, thank you for listening, if you've listened, and uh, we hope to see you next week, and the week after that, and the week after that. 20 more weeks. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Bye.